When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, growing up in the in the L.A. area, there was a radio station called KROQ and it had like new wave and all that kind of stuff. So basically, after the whole punk thing, I started chilling out after high school and that I got into that still had a little of the edginess, different things. But I so I basically listened to that and then pop stuff for a while. And until I think sometimes we go through these times where we feel like we have to listen to a certain music because it's what's cool. You know, and finally, when I stopped caring what other people thought, when I had four kids and I could just do what I wanted, then I went back to country. That's how it went. And then I lived in Nashville. So then it became cool because I was in Nashville. So it was okay. And now I live at the beach and my husband is a country guy. So he blasts the country all the time. So. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are getting off the Bruce Springsteen train, though I'm sure he will come up as he often does. I have a fellow podcaster joining me who is fabulous over 50. I love that as a 63-year-old. I will turn 64 in June. It will be my Beatles birthday. And I'm wondering if people will still love me and will they still need me? But Jen Hardy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Jesse. I am so excited to be here and talk to you about music and all the things. Yeah. One of the things I loved is you said, I always have to talk about other stuff. I love the idea that I'm going to get to talk about music. And there are two kinds of people that I reach out to that are outside of the Springsteen fandom. And they're either, no, I don't want to be on this podcast. <laughs> Just this, or, oh my goodness. Yes. This is when it's almost like you're giving people an excuse to use other muscles. Because there people like, man, I talk about AI all the time. Man, to talk of the talk about Willie Nelson, I'm in. So anyway, I am so glad you're here. Tell us a little about yourself. I am a mom of seven. I have seven kids from eleven to thirty-three, and my husband is a veteran. I've written four books and I have two podcasts, and that basically sums it up in a nutshell. Where uh, where are you calling from? I am in a little town called Indie Atlantic, Florida. It's on a little island on the East Coast. So if you were to go to Orlando and just hit the drive to you hit the ocean, you'd be at my house, basically. Middle Florida, South Middle Florida. Florida. Yeah, by NASA. We're by NASA. So we oh. can watch, we can geek out here and watch the rockets launch from our front yard. It's very cool. We chose it for the, partially for that reason. That is awesome. That is so great. All right. So we're going to get to your podcast. We're going to talk about the, I, I want to share some story. I want to hear some stories about the family of seven, but we always start at the beginning. Talk about 
where did you grow up and what kind of music did your family listen to when you were younger? So this is so neat. When I was, I was listening to your show and a few other episodes and listening to the kind of things you talk about. And it got me so excited because these are the things I don't really think about anymore. So I grew up in Orange County, California, up in La Habra Heights in the hills. And we had horses and pigs and chickens and all the things. And I used to show horses. And so we used to listen to old twangy country and Western music. And so when I think about music for my childhood, I picture myself in the tack shop with the smell of those leather saddles and Waylon and Willie playing old time Dolly Parton and all that back in the seventies. And it's, I don't know, it just brings me right back there to talk to you about this. It's so amazing with like the dust of the horses. And so my parents didn't really listen to music much. They liked talk radio. They did not like what was happening in music. And so fun story, my dad used to act like Elvis. He used to think he was Elvis back in the fifties. And his dad used to say, oh, he's ruining, he th- this is going to ruin life as we know it. And my dad told me as a teenager, he said, I didn't understand what he was talking about. But now that I see what came from El- like what doors he opened, he's, I hate that I was into that because it did, it changed everything. And boy, if he thought the eighties was crazy, it's a good thing he's not around now. <laughs> but so aside from talk radio, they would just listen to country. So I was really into country music, but then It's funny. I went to this all girls prep school. And so then I got angry about it because I didn't really want to be there. So I got super into punk. So I went from a twangy country and Western to super into punk. And that that was pretty wild. And it's funny because for me, different kinds of music are different time periods in my life because I never really listened to the same thing for a long time. Yeah. And then there was some heavy metal head banging before the punk. (laughs) Why do you think you change genres so often? I don't know. That's a good question. I think as an adult in the last 20-ish years, I've pretty much stayed in the, I like country, but I don't, the new country isn't really my pop country, whatever. I don't know. It's a good, I think it's the feeling. I really feel a lot when I listen to music. And when I listen to country music, it brings me back to my parents and when things were good, because they were not good a lot. And I think now that I got past all that angsty time, I can settle back into that. But yeah, my number one all-time favorite musician is not Springsteen, although he did play a huge part in my high school years, is John Denver. I love John Denver. In fact, I was at one of his concerts, three and a half hours, he played the guitar and sang. And it was the greatest concert I've ever been to, I have to say. (laughs) Just love him. What time period was this? That was... 1992 okay yeah yeah and so he was one of the people that we listened to when I was a kid and doing all the horse things and everything he went along with that whole country thing in fact I still have behind me I have a record player and I still have all of our original John Denver albums and we didn't have albums from anyone else for some reason just him so I think it is a shame that John Denver is not in the Country Music Hall of Fame, nor is in he the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I graduated high school in 1977. So prime John Denver time. One of my first concerts was seeing John Denver in the round. Back then, this would have been late 70s, early 80s. And he... The he was surrounded by his band, uh, 
and then in the middle was him with his mic and it slowly rotated so that he the whole he everyone in the audience saw him and i i just adored his music back then also was still feel bad and that he wasn't asked to sing in we are the world 1984 and his manager was lionel richie's manager they shared the same manager and so a lot of this to feed the people in africa john denver had been working for world hunger forever him and harry chapin yeah i'm i love john denver so what's your favorite think- john denver song that's I love Annie's song. When I was in high school, I sang Annie's song in choir for a festival. I love when, uh, remember when Magnum P.I. had that scene where they thought they were going to cancel, then they came back and they had Looking for Space. I think that's an amazing song. I think those would probably be my if I had to pick just two, that'd be, how about you? Oh my gosh. Grandma's Featherbed. I love that song. It makes me smile every time I hear it. Yeah. And then Country Roads, because that's, yeah. but I feel like that's. that's no, I think that's, it, it is amazing. You think about Rocky Mountain High, you just, it is. It just know, puts you in a place. Of, it is. Right. It puts you in this mental, I don't know, a little happy, a little sad. And I don't know if there was a documentary about him. I don't know if you've seen it. It made me so sad. People really took advantage of him. He was really a great human. He was a good human. And people tend to take advantage of good humans. And it really, I don't know, I found it very upsetting. And one of his wives was on it. And I don't know why she had such a big part in this movie. They had been divorced. But it made me really not really care for her too okay but it was just it was interesting yeah yeah it is yeah i so i think that someone who now has the perception of being square because it was but during that 70s and 80s he dominated both country music and pop music so yeah that's great he that's my that the wild card of oh who do you want to join i said i just think it would be nice to honor john denver because of what he did but yeah hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds our family now has three pairs of raycon earbuds around the house and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price and yes she loves them now if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of raycons or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, so we're going to move on, even though I feel like we could spend an hour discussing how you keep changing your your chameleon to do that. I do want now a you to send me a picture of punk gin that I could put on the podcast when I'm putting out. What when you're going past your rebel stage, what's next? When did you did you go to college? Did you did your musical taste change? What talk to me through your journey after you went through metals and punk? You know, growing up in the in the L.A. area, there was a radio station called KROQ and it had like new wave and all that kind of stuff. So basically, after the whole punk thing, I started chilling out after high school and that I got into that still had a little of the edginess, different things. But I so I basically listened to that and then pop stuff for a while. And until I think sometimes we go through these times where we feel like we have to listen to a certain music because it's what's cool. You know, and finally, when I stopped caring what other people thought, when I had four kids and I could just do what I wanted, then I went back to country. That's how it went. And then I lived in Nashville. So then it became cool because I was in Nashville. So it was okay. And now I live at the beach and my husband is a country guy. So he blasts the country all the time. So we're back to that. But I, I went to college for a little bit and then I was going to go to PA school to become a physician's assistant. And then I ended up getting pregnant with my second daughter. And it's a 14 hour a day. It was back then it was just two years of this grueling schedule. And so I decided not to do that. And so I've been an AT&T operator. I've sold insurance for State Farm. I've been a medical assistant and an EMT and like my music taste, right? I've done all the things. And uh, now I own my own business and I really, that's my favorite. Yes, I can imagine. Who are your favorite when you talk about country music? Who are your favorite artists? Oh, see, I like old timey, like Crystal Gale, Waylon and Willie, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys kind of thing. And Patsy Cline is probably one of my number one, Walking After Midnight. Love that song. Yeah, there's, did you see the Ken Burns documentary on country music? No, I haven't seen that. You you need to see that. It is, it starts at the very beginning. It goes through a lot of time spent on Willie and it, it, they spend a little bit of time on modern country, but most of it is 
the Carter family, Jimmy Rogers, and going on up to Loretta Lynn and Patsy Cline and all these, you would enjoy it. You would like, Willie has a lot of great stories in there that he talks about. So that's awesome. Did you know? So my sis, my wife's brother had four kids. And they tell the story, right, that once you reach four, you're just blessed. You just, and one of the things we always loved about it is our son was only child. And so when the cousins came, like it immediately came apart, right? If the Carols came, you've got six people coming. It's immediately a party. So you guys have nine, right? So it's immediately a party, right? And no one wants to have you over for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) If you live near us, we would have you here for dinner, Jen. I appreciate it. Now, five of mine are now adults and they live all over the country and the world. And so they're doing their own thing. So we just have two now. So now we're not so intimidating, but before, oh, nobody wanted to have us over. So we had lots of dinner parties. It was never quiet. When I remember we had one weekend, Linda... And I and Clay and Mary, Mary is Linda's sister and Clay's her husband. So we took the four kids. So the two daughters went with Linda and I, the two sons went with Clay and Mary. And then we did some stuff together. And Ralph said, I don't know what to do. I put the remote control down. And three hours later, I came back and it was in the same place. (laughs) (laughs) that that is awesome let's talk about your podcast for a minute so tell me you you talked about you're working for yourself so I assume that's all kind of connected so give me that journey long story relatively short eight years ago I got really sick had seven kids spent a lot of time in the hospital and then I couldn't get out of bed I was in a wheelchair I couldn't walk at all and trying to parent with without being able to get out of bed, how the heck are you supposed to do that? I was a stay-at-home homeschooling mom. That's what I did. And then I couldn't, right? And so I kept looking for ways to get things done and I couldn't do it. And so after about a year of me banging my head against a wall, because people would talk about it, but they were only complaining and I needed solutions. He said, what's your job to create it? So I started blogging, made it super ugly blog. I was doing it. I was getting information out there to really no one because didn't know. And then I wrote a book about it, The Sick Mom's Guide to Having Fun Again. So that because moms, a lot of times we don't have fun. We make sure everyone else has fun. We don't have fun. So I thought we need to do that. And uh, so I worked on that, those things. And then I started the podcast five years ago. But after eight years of talking about being a sick mom, I realized it was making me feel worse because you can only talk, say, introduce you. That became my whole persona, right? I was the sick mom. And I thought this has got to stop because when I don't talk about my symptoms and my health, I feel better. And I'm talking about them all the time. So I was at a podcasting conference in January and I, I love podcasting. I had just started a business. I was trying to figure out how we're going to make money with this business. And we had started a podcast meetup here that is phenomenal with the best podcasters you have ever met. I love it. Space Coast Podcasters. Have to shameless plug. But, but I was there and I thought, who is not getting reached? And really it's women over 50. When they do stats for podcasting, they don't even talk about people over 54. It stops at 54 completely. And so I thought that's the group I need because 
these women really could use this, especially the older ones that don't understand tech, that think they couldn't listen to a podcast if they wanted to. Once these gates are open for them, it opens this whole new world of things they didn't know they could learn about. And so now it's my goal to reach them. And then part for my business, the thing I'm most excited about is that I have a thing called Jen's Friends, where I send a daily video email out. It's just one to two minute video. But just reaching these women who are older and lonely, you know, whose kid, their kids aren't calling every day, they're out living their lives. And, you know, my husband's very affirming and supportive and encouraging, and I'm very blessed to have that. But a lot of women don't. And so I want to be that for them. So I'll just send them every single day, just a little something. And yeah, so that's become my new passion. And I'm loving it because talking about being fabulous is so much more fun than talking about being sick. Uh, there we go. Absolutely. I agree. What are some of the topics you guys cover? So in so when I first changed it over, I talked a lot about fabulous being a state of mind and that it's not about money because my initial feedback that I was getting from people was, hey, we've been following you and we like you, but we're not loaded. You talk about living on this island and you talk about being fabulous. And I thought, okay, I got to rein that back in and explain that it for me and what I want to convey to them is being fabulous is living the life that you want to live. And that knowing that just because you're 50, 60, 70, 80, it's not too late to change your life and make it be the life you always wanted. Because I think a lot of people give up at a certain age. They're like, well, this is, I'm relegated to this. And they don't have to be. So I talk a lot about doing 1% a day. You change your life 1% a day, three and a half months, that's 100%. And so I bring a lot of guests on that can help them just change and tweak little things to make their life better. Yes. As someone, as we talked about, I'm, I'm 63 and it is, there's still things that I find fabulous and I try to find joy in. So I, I think that's a very great message because we, there, this is a thought that we gear a lot of things to young people. Now, unless you're doing a Bruce Springsteen podcast, and now then I have to work very hard to not have people who aren't, I make this joke and I say it with love, it'd be very easy for me to have a bunch of old white guys every week as my guest, because <laughs> Bruce Springsteen is an old white guy, I'm an old white guy, so I have specifically gone out looking for gender neutral, female, young other ethnics backgrounds to have me on the show, whether they're Springsteen fans or not, to share that that complexity and that different type of things. So I, I think this is great. If someone wants to, and we're going to get more, but I want to give a real quick plug. If someone wants to hear more about the podcast, where do they go to find it? They can go anywhere. Fabulous Over 50 is anywhere you want to listen to your podcast. And then my website is jenhardy.net. And they can go there and everything's there too. Okay. All right. So you did mention that Bruce was, did have a significant event or at least something in your life. Do you want to tell that story? I think just his music through high school. It was the anthem of America, I think, at that point. Yeah. And it was just apple pie, Chevrolet, and Bruce Springsteen was... And I think during that time when I was in high school, we had the Cold War and are we going to die tomorrow kind of a thing. I don't know. It was this it was a roller coaster in the 80s. And so I think his just that constant 
everything's going to be okay. I think that's the feeling you got when you saw him on stage or you heard his music. It was like, yes, we're all going to come together and everything's going to be okay. And I think that was just a great theme, at least in for me in my circle. That's what we got out of his music and him. I think it was a really good stabilizing force. And so then a lot of the other music I listened to was not. <laughs> so that was a good thing to have that balance. Any chance you've listened to his latest album, Letter to You? You know what? No, and I should have done that before I came. No, here. you shouldn't have. No, but no, I, I could not. do that. He actually has put out an album after that, which is him doing a cover of Soul songs, which is a fun album. But the album before that, he released in the fall of 2020. It was in. He tells the story on stage that back in high school, he was invited to join a band and it lasted three years they were called the castiles and he said three years in high school is a long time for a band <laughs> then fast forward many years later and bruce was at george thesis deathbed he was dying of lung cancer and bruce was there catching up talking just being there and after he passed bruce realized he was the last person alive who was in that high school band oh wow he was the last man standing and so he wrote a lot of songs about death and ending and looking back in your lives and it's a very beautiful album it is a very touching album and his new his tour he tends to he's trying to tell that story the set list is very much about looking back at your life and going knowing that while things aren't at the end there is less road in front of us than there is behind us letter to you if you want to check it out i think you'd enjoy it it's a very yeah it's him in the e street band so what do you want to do next with fabulous over 50 what's your future goals Future goals. My future goals, actually, I'm going to go out into my local community and teach these women how to use technology for one, so they can listen to the podcast, but more because a lot of women, for some reason, think they can't, don't even, can't even use their phone. And I've talked to a lot of them. It frustrates me to no end because I think I'm 54. I'm sitting here, I'm using all this tech equipment. It's not, I have to YouTube everything to learn it, but they can do it. And so I think that needs to, that really is something that I, the message I want to get out is when I was a kid, I would think a person of 50, right? A woman at 50, that's a grandma. She is doing nothing but baking cookies and waiting for grandkids to come over. She sits in her rocker and she knits or crochets or whatever, and has nothing else to do. And that is not women in this day and age. And so I just, I want to let them know there's the whole world is open to them now. There's so much they can experience. It's a lofty goal, but that's my goal. I, I think it's a great goal. And I also think it explains, I can remember reading an Ellery Queen novel like in 78. And the novel talked about Ellery getting married like in his 40s. And I remember as a 19-year-old punk, why would you get married at 40? Your life's almost over, right? <laughs> and obviously, 
that changed pretty quickly, but I remember that. And the, I do, I love that thought of getting out there and helping them. And I had a friend explain once that you have to build motivation. He told the story that his grandfather could he was the type that the VCR stayed, didn't program the clock, nothing changed, and just resisted technology altogether. But his grandfather was a vicious reader. He adored reading, and his eyesight was going bad. And he showed him an early Kindle that, and he could make the font big enough that he could read and he said you would be amazed at how fast my grandfather learned how to go on websites buy books deliver to his kindle read take care of that manage because he wanted to read the motivation was there for him to learn the new technology to do something he wanted to do and I think that will be what your challenge is, right? To show your your listeners and your community, this isn't just learning it for the sake of learning. There is something you could do because of this. Exactly. Exactly. And what I'd really like to do, my husband's a gamer and our two young kids are gamers. And I thought we could even have gamer grandma classes where we teach them basics of things like Minecraft so that when their grandkids come over, they can blow their mind by being able to do basic Minecraft things. How amazing would that be for a 10-year-old kid? And wait, grandma's playing with me now? How does that even happen? So there's different things that we can do that I think, I don't know, we'll see how it plays out and see what people want. But yeah, we got some good things. And my husband's an IT guy, so he can help them. There we go. Yeah. Now is, are you just doing the one podcast now? So the other one, I had to take a little bit of a break because I was having a hard time, I don't know, with people not showing up for the medical gaslighting podcast. And I thought, is this why you're getting medically gaslit? But I've now set up an asynchronous recording thing on my website so I can have people come and do it all by themselves. So I'm hoping that encourages people to come. So the medical gaslighting podcast, I really am passionate about, but I did take a little bit of a break. Tell, tell me about that podcast. What do you, what's the deal on that? Okay. So medical gaslighting isn't quite like regu regular gaslighting. People are setting up, setting out to make you think you're crazy. Medical gaslighting is when the doctor, when, and it's typically people of color and women that have this issue, although it could be everybody because we're so short of everything right now. These doctors are pressed and I've got to give them cred. Like it, I, they're not trying most of them. If a woman goes in and says, oh my gosh, I'm having so much pain. I've tried this. I've tried that. And the doctor says, oh, it's just depression. Go home. Okay. What is that helping? If you really think it's depression, medicate me for depression. If you really think I'm crazy, let's send me to a psychiatrist, but let's do something for what I'm telling you. And so a lot of times they're being sent home and I'll give you an example. Oh my goodness. The last interview I did, this woman was born with this. It didn't bother her till after she had her first child in her twenties, but she had a six inch rib that was not supposed to be there fused to one of her cervical spine bones. And 
So here it is, six inch bone sticking out. This woman, are you ready? Over 10 years had seven x-rays. No one saw it on the x-ray. No one, everyone told her, just go home, just go home. Her mom was in a wheelchair. She actually had a doctor tell her, you're taking on the persona of someone who's sick because your mom is sick. And she's, no, that's not a thing. And so she ended up dating a physical therapist and he started, she said, can you work this knot out? I've always had it. And he said, sweetheart, that's not a muscle. Let's go take a look. And they did another x-ray and he said, good God, that's a six inch bone. And there's actually a picture of it on the website. And yeah, so she ended up two years later having the surgery to remove it because when she would put her arms over her head, she'd pass out because that bone started blocking a major artery and it was a big thing. So things like that's the kind of stories where it's obvious there's a huge thing wrong and doctors are just blowing you off. I could probably honestly do an entire year of episodes of just things that have happened to me. And some people have said that I should, but I feel like that's really overly sharing my health journey. And so I want to give other people the opportunity to share theirs. So I'm going to try to find this episode, but Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller talks about he's always had tons of allergy problems. And so he tells the story that he he went to get tested and they tested for everything and he had no allergies whatsoever. And he's like, doesn't make any sense. So he ends up going to, he said it's the Miracle Whip Clinic because it wasn't the main Mayo Clinic, it was the other clinic. And he said, I have a success. I have money. And he says, and this is sad because this is what should be the standard is a doctor and someone with him said, hey, I'm doing this to visit. So tell me what's going on. No, start at the beginning. And the guy, like, how early beginning? How far can you remember? And he said he spent almost an hour And the guy would ask questions and talk. And finally, I said, okay, let me look in your mouth. And he says, okay, what's happened is, and I can't remember exactly, but basically his voice box didn't close together all the time. And that's why all these particles came in that did that. He said, I'm going to do a very quick procedure that's going to take care of it. I'm going to film it so that your regular doctor can do it. After three or four times, you won't have this problem anymore. And Penn's like in his, he's in his 65, 68, but he's, they just said, look for it. They didn't take the time. And I think that's not anyone incompetent. He's, Penn's a celebrity. He, the best care. And I do think one of the things I loved is when, my son was a child. We had a pediatrician named Dr. Sharon, and you would always have to wait forever to get in. You would wait forever before they brought you back. And then once you're in the office, you would just wait forever. But when she walked in that door, it was, what's going on? 
tell me what's happening. And we never mind waiting because we knew the reason we were waiting is she was giving us and our child a hundred percent of her attention as long as we needed her. And I think what you're working for, that is a good thing to bring people up to be their own advocate and to say, to just push against, Hey, I need some help. And what's the going. So that, that sounds very interesting. Thank you. And one other thing that we do at the end of every time is we have them tell people how to be a better parent. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with us needing to be good patients. And so that's one thing. We don't just drop this bomb and let everyone go away sad and upset. We wrap it up in a positive way, which I think I hadn't thought of that. That was actually one of my friend's ideas. She said, how are you going to make it okay at the end? And I said, it's not okay. Makes me angry. And she said, no, you got to do this. So it's been really good. We get a lot of really good advice from people too. And not Mm -hmm. because it's their fault. They're not saying that it's, but just what everyone can do. It's a good thing. That's good. That's good. And I shared a picture with you in the chat. Yes, I did. I saw that. Yes, that's great. That's it's not great, but it is, wow, just crazy. It's, I love the plan. You're going to try to bring this out for your family, your community. So what's next for you personally? What Are there some fabulous over 50 goals you have for yourself? Yeah, I'm working on another journal, actually. Okay. I'm writing a, for podcasters to help prevent pod fade. Because okay. I've written, so I've got three five-year journals that I've done one for sick moms, one for people that want to be happy and one for people for their business. And I'm going to do one for podcasters because I'm having a hard time. I don't know about you keeping everything organized. Yes, everything's digital, but I have hundreds of these folders on my computer and I can't find it. So it's having everything in one spot and just taking care of my family. I've got two kids with special needs at home and a husband who's not so well and so just making sure I get the most out of that. And then every summer we, they do surf school, which is the coolest thing in the world. So we go to the beach every single day and I'm very much looking forward to summer. That sounds great. That sounds wonderful. That's good. All right. Any other, what have I not asked you that I should have? I don't know. I don't think we've had a great talk. This is amazing. I like this music talk. It has, well, thank it you. Good. Yeah. It's a really neat thing. Thanks. I appreciate it. It is it is truly a joy for me. I love talking to people's journeys and it gets into music is so important to us and it helps us to to mourn, to celebrate in just every important facet of your life. So I appreciate you taking time to visit with me. All right. Fabulous over 50. I will include some links where you can check out. You and I will start a induct John Denver into the Hall of Fame together. Position. Yeah. Let's yes. There we go. But before I let you go, I have to ask you the Mary question. So if you are a fan of Jen's other podcast and you're checking her out here, thank you. I appreciate it very much. I end every podcast with the Mary question. And what that is, Jay Armstrong, who was an honors English teacher in the Philadelphia area, when he was teaching school, he would give his students the Bruce Springsteen song, Thunder Road. He would give them the lyrics and they would discuss it. They would discuss what are the word choices, what are the themes, what are the imagery that Bruce is trying to build. And at the end of the two days, he would ask his class the question, does Mary get in the car? 
So that was Jen's homework. And she told me before we hit record that she has studied this intensely. Jen, your question is, does Mary get in the car? I don't think she did. Okay. You want to tell me a little why? I don't think she did. Mary seems to have some previous history with, she's, I think she's had a pretty rough time, maybe, possibly with men. Seems like she's had a lot going on. And it, and she's out, she's opened the door and she's dancing and she's doing all these things. And I think I brought myself into my answer because when I look back at myself, I had a very rocky past, but now I'm past that. And I look back and think, oh my gosh, these decisions and would, and after having that past, would I at this point go with this guy who's, oh, you're not so pretty, but you're okay. Whatever. We'll see where it goes. I'd say no. I put, I, I gave her my answer. That is an excellent answer. To give you a little background, about 60% of the guests say yes, about 40% say no. So it is, you are not unique in your no answer. Because every once in a while, someone will go, I don't think she does. Are you going to be mad at me? No, that's a perfect valid answer. That is great. All right. Once again, tell us how to reach you. Okay. Fabulous over 50. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts and you can go to jenhardy.net and find all the things. And uh, any advice you want to give as a sample of what your daily videos are? No matter how old you are, no matter where you are in life, you are the person you were meant to be right now in this moment. And that is something that's so hard for people to wrap their brain around because I should have, I could have, I would have, if I had only, but you weren't meant to do those things if you didn't. And it's okay to give yourself grace and love yourself in this moment and stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. I love that Bruce, because it's all, it goes back to Bruce for me. He has a song called better days. And uh, the song starts out with my soul checked out missing as I sat listening to the hours and minutes ticking away. Yeah, just sitting around waiting for my life to begin while it was all just slipping away. And I'm tired of waiting for tomorrow to come or that train to come roaring around the bend. I've got a new set of clothes, a pretty red rose and a woman I can call my friend. These are the better days. That is my, that's my favorite Springsteen song. And I truly think it is the message that you, too many people say, when I get the kid out of diaper, then I'll enjoy being a parent. When I get that pay raise, then I'm going to be happy. When I get that promotion, I'm going to be happy. When I find my partner, I'm going to be happy versus enjoying the journey. And even back in 2017, I was diagnosed with colon cancer and Better Days was one of the songs I listened to remind myself, yes, chemo sucks, but these are the better days. I am, I'm in a journey and I'm focused on making that journey. So I think that is beautiful advice and thank you for sharing it. You're welcome. Similarly, back in 2018, they told me I wouldn't make it a year. And I'm here, it's 2023. So every day is, we get, you gotta stop wishing your life away. Everybody yes. has just got to stop that. Whatever yeah. is happening today, love that thing. Even if it's tough, right? Yeah. You're here. Yeah. You're here. You yeah. Get through it. 
but don't wish your yeah don't wish it away yeah i want to thank you jen for joining me i hope you had a good time oh my gosh i had a blast thank you so much for having me today this is so amazing i appreciate that that makes me smile listeners thank you for listening and please remember to be safe be kind and remember if we open up our hearts love won't forsake us just let the music take us and carry us home thank you jen thank you listeners we'll talk to you soon goodbye there we go another episode I'm about to go through a couple of things where you can reach me and give me feedback. Um, so if you want to skip this, I understand. But I do hope you check it out every once in a while. I'm available on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is available at SetLustingBruce. You can send me an email, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can send me a voicemail at 469-249-2442. I am currently doing a few other podcasts, Perfectly Good Podcast, John Hyatt from A to Z, where Sylvan Groth and I discuss every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. My Babylon 5 podcast is Last Best Hope for Conversation, where Lou, Karen, and I discuss every episode of Babylon 5 in chronological order. I still am doing Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast with my brother in time, Charles Gaggs. And then finally, How Many Podcasts, the only podcast on the internet that counts, where my buddies and I discuss pop culture. You can go to our Patreon page and support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can go to our Facebook page, like, and please, please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star rating and review for all of the podcasts that I'm doing. It's okay if you don't listen to them, but if you subscribe and rate, it really will make my day better. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 